In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, today we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to ask you to press in just a little bit as I remind you of this incredible testimony shared with us in the Gospel of St. Luke. And I ask you to press in in this way. As I tell you what happened, as read, as accounted for in this blessed Gospel, try your best to get it in your mind what this may have been like. This description of our Lord Jesus Christ being transfigured before the very eyes of Peter, James, and John. Sometimes it's not just enough for us to hear words. This was a very real experience that our Lord Jesus Christ granted to three of his disciples for a very important reason. And so the story goes like this. Our Lord Jesus Christ takes Peter, James, and John up to the mountain, inviting them to come and to pray with him. And somewhere in the course of the night, the three of them fell asleep. Their flesh was weak, they were tired, they fell asleep. Our Lord continued to pray. And at some point in that evening, our Lord Jesus Christ was completely transfigured. We're given the description in the various gospel accounts. His face shone like the sun with such brilliance, such brightness, such radiance was emanating from His face. His clothes became as brilliant white, the light that no one could launder. Brilliant and perfect and splendid white garments. And then we're told that Moses and Elijah join our Lord Jesus Christ, one on either side. Two people long dead join with Jesus Christ in conversation. And they discuss, the three of them, our Lord Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, they discuss where our Lord is going. They discuss the cross. And somewhere in that time, the three wake up from what we're told, a heavy sleep. And they see this right before them. And Peter proclaims when he sees what's before his eyes, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And not long after, while Peter was saying that, a few other things were told that a cloud descended upon the top of the mountain in very similar form as the cloud descended on the mountain where God would give Moses the law. The cloud descends on the mountain and the Father's voice speaks to Peter, James, and John, saying, this is my son. Hear him. Now sometimes when we consider the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is good for us solely to fix our eyes on the actual transfiguration of Jesus and what happened. Other times and this morning, that is before us. But the focus needs to be how did this impact those three disciples? The witness that they had of this incredible event. How did this impact their lives? And how might it encourage us in like way, to live our lives in such a way to pursue, to pursue the glory that lies ahead for everyone who remains in Christ. Because I promise you, what they saw that day set their hearts ablaze for that purpose. And it
and do the same for us if we look at a few things. And so the glory of God is revealed to them through the flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ. No longer is the glory of God shown to fall upon a mountain, as I mentioned with Moses when God gave the law. No longer is the glory of God showing radiantly in the Holy of Holies on special and particular days in the temple, in the temple worship of the Hebrews. Now the absolute glory of God is shown radiantly through the flesh and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ having taken on His humanity, absolutely. Peter, James, and John see absolute divinity joined to humanity that day. And Peter would proclaim when he saw it, as I mentioned a minute ago, it is good for us to be here. But I really want to talk about what he's really saying. Because when you look at the language and the expression that we're told Peter had, it's not just, I'm glad we saw this. Of course they were glad that they saw this. But that goes much deeper than that. When Peter says it is good, it's in the same vein of when God, having created all things in Genesis, looked at all that he had done. And what did he proclaim? He proclaimed it is good. It is complete. It is perfect and it is perfectly ordered. When Peter witnesses the transfiguration, this is what he's exclaiming. This is what he's proclaiming. Right before me is everything I'm made for. Everything that grants me completeness is before me. The perfection of the glory of God. And let's not forget that when Peter is witnessing the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's also seeing beyond the veil of this life. Because Moses and Elijah, again, two great men of God, long dead, are shown not only living, but conversational. Everything they hoped for, that this finite life might just not be the end. They see it on the day of night of the transfiguration. And their hearts are set ablaze. It is good. It is good for us. You know, in the Eastern Rite, in the Divine Liturgy, they sing the Cherubic Hymn. And I want to share with you words we've shared a number of times here from that, where it says, it calls us, let us lay aside all earthly cares, that we may receive the King of all. And I'm going to promise you this, Peter, James, and John, when they witnessed what they witnessed that night, and they were brought into the goodness and completion and perfection of what they saw, God's absolute goal for them provided in the person of Jesus Christ, I promise you they laid aside all earthly cares. Think about this. If you were witnessing such glory, such perfection, that brought your heart to such contentment and peace, Whatever is in this world was a far distant thing in your mind and in your heart. Because God lovingly revealed Himself and Christ who is our salvation to Peter, James, and John. They laid aside all earthly cares. And these men, you must know, would live a life of vigilance. Laying aside all earthly cares.
for the glory that was set before them, as St. Paul even speaks about. They would let the things of this world, the temptations of this world, fall off. Their life and their ministry was a focus on pursuing this great gift and prize that God had in store for all who remain in Christ. All of that glory, all of that perfection, all of that contentment for all eternity. They laid aside all earthly cares. But I want you to know which happened first. My friends, it is not possible for us to lay aside all earthly cares without the revelation of Jesus Christ and knowing Him in our lives. Only by that great gift, which gives us the gift of faith, can we lay aside all that attaches us in bondage to this world. And one last thought. As they see this, and Peter begins to exclaim it and proclaim it is good for us to be here. The voice of the Father speaks and says, this is my son, hear him. But you need to know what that word hear him, that phrase means. It's not just listen. That's involved in it. But it's not just listen. When you look at that expression, it's this. Give him audience. Be with him. Spend time with my son. And receive from him the instructions of life. You know, when I looked at this this week, it's the first time I think I've ever noticed this. That on the one hand, we have the revelation of what is the goal of all of us by the great gift of God. And also what is the heart of God to give. In the transfiguration. That was set before them. But then it's as if the Father says, now let me show you how to attain this gift by cooperating with me. And what are his instructions? This one that you saw glorified is my son. Spend time with him. Become his disciple. Follow him. Listen to him. And by the grace that I will give you by the Holy Spirit, follow his command. That you may experience the glorious resurrection both on this side of the veil and the other. Join yourselves to my Son. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.